Hey parents, it's summertime and I haven't been on here in a minute. And I'm here with my friend and fellow mom, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Hey. We are two moms and you know, I always talk about not doing this motherhood IEP journey thing. So we're two moms. I partnered up with Courtney because I've been a hot mess and that's why you haven't had a podcast from me. Um, and I reached out to get some some help because I, I need help, Courtney. Help me. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We're going to give um, them some tips and we're just going to be sharing our our life as moms and advocates and just trying to make a difference in our all of our kids' life. Yes. And um, to help the parents around us. So yeah, I'm Courtney. Um, I'm an IEP coach and a disabilities advocate. Yep. I help um, families navigate special education and I work on local and federal um, advocacy to help make policy change that I think will help all of our kids um, have a better future. Courtney doesn't play. And we have seven kids between us. So we, we know we got a lot of, we got, a, we got a lot, a lot of kids. kids. <laughs> we yeah, have a lot of experiences. <laughs> yeah. You see that uh, bumper sticker. There's a whole lot of kids up in here. And I, uh, <laughs> that's how I feel most of the time. <laughs> a lot of interesting things happen in, in between us. I know this is a little bit off topic. We're going to get back to what we said, because we have some IEP summer tips for us, uh, for you guys, not for not for us. We have it for them, right? It's for them, not for us. And we use our own tips. So it's <laughs> tips for them and it's tips that we use for ourselves, yes. um, for our kids to make sure we're ready for the upcoming school year and summer and just right. kind of how to have fun. Markeisha and I are all about having fun, um, yes. travel, and yes. being really effective with our kids' IEP. So right. we're, we're all those things. Right. And speaking of that, can you just give us a little bit about your path, what you guys did, a little snippet of um, what you guys did? Oh, the rafting? Yes, just a little bit, because we're going to have a whole podcast about about what you guys, about that experience. Yeah. So, yeah, just as a little introduction, my daughter's 18, my oldest daughter, Hannah, is 18, and she has a physical disability. And so we were looking at, um, we're always looking at how can we include her? How can we have fun and make sure that we're doing things as a family? And my husband, Craig, had this idea of going river rafting, which was, I'm an adventure seeker. I have no mm -hmm. problem doing adventure, but I was a little nervous about how will we do that with, with Hannah? But yeah, so we're going to dig into that. But we went river rafting. The company we used was phenomenal. They were all in on um, inclusion, making it as accessible as possible. And just that spirit of we're going to get her down to the river and we're going to have a blast. Right. And so we have some really cool photos of us um, river rafting. And my daughter, who my other daughter, Lily, um, said, man, this is check off my bucket list. And our guide was like, you're already checking things off your bucket list at 16. How cool. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. And I love to see it. That's, and I was a little jealous you guys, because Courtney didn't tell me and I felt, you know, Instagram jealous. And I text her and I was like, I didn't know you were going. I mean, she's not obligated to tell me everything, but I kind of feel like she 
should have, but we're not going to air all of our dirty laundry out here on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And part of it was, I was like, should I talk about this unless it's successful? <laughs> so part of me waited to be like, I didn't want to be like, we're going river rafting and it ends up in the river. Right. It was like a disaster. Right. So I did kind of keep it like hush hush until we were on the other side, right. like done with the activity. Right. And I was like, Oh, look how fun it was. It turned out great. <laughs> right. I understand that. I felt the same way when we um, ziplined last year. I was like, let me wait to see if Josiah is going to really do it and make sure that it's successful. So I understand that. Well, let's hop into some IEP summer tips for um, our other our parents out there. Yeah. I came, uh, we came up with three tips because... Um, Summer's not going to last forever. <laughs> true, true. It goes. It always goes by fast. It, it always goes by goes. so fast. And um, but we don't want to bombard the kids either. We both believe in you know things being practical because we do have other kids. Surprise! We said we we we've got seven <laughs> between the both of us. Yeah. And the focus, um, you know, isn't just for in, in our home. And I know from talking to you, it, it's not just about Josiah in the house. Um, it's not just about what his goals are. We have to, um, for example, get to those baseball tournaments and um, do other things too. So the one tip that we talked about was just to find a focus. And that's the one summer tip is he has several goals and your child might have, uh, does have probably several goals in their IEP, but for the summer, it's such a short period of time, two and a half months, roughly, probably for everyone. Right. So kind of maybe find the focus that you want to um, focus on. For us, it was his language arts or, or reading has been our focus. Yeah. And so for uh, my daughter, where she uses a communication device, so she's a augmentative and alternative communication. You might hear that acronym AAC. So we wanted to keep that going. Um, that's her main way of communicating, but also kind of documenting how she's doing with her, what we call spontaneous hits, where she's just initiating that all on her own. And so um, keeping track of that and being able to bring that back to the school team kind of helps them know what's going on and maybe even inspire them of, wow, we haven't, we haven't seen her do that. I wonder what they're doing at home that allowed that. Maybe it was the placement of the communication device or kind of leaving it open-ended for her. So that's the kind of things that you can do at home too, is when you're kind of tracking that and um, taking your own little notes, that's stuff that you can bring back. And right. I know a lot of our families might not feel like an equal member of the IEP team. Mm -hmm. We might That might be the first time some of our listeners, <laughs> friends are are hearing that and they're like, I am not an equal member. And right. I think that's one way to really help you be an equal member is to come off summer break or winter break with um, notes that you kind of noticed, things that went well, things that didn't go well, because those are conversation starters. Yeah. Right. I love that. I love that. And our number two tip that we have for the summer is to make it practical. <laughs> Right. Mama has to get to Target. That's what that, this mama loves to get to Target. Um, but make the goals practical and look into 
what your goals are because at the end of the day, our kiddos won't be, Hannah's now 18, right? Mm -hmm. And they aren't going to be in the classroom forever. And what I say as I was a former teacher, and I hate to admit it, a little vain. So when I first started, I was like, oh, Pinterest. I was like, I want my classroom to look like this. And I want to be able to show the parents that I taught them their ABCs. Um, quickly realized, though, and was reformed as I talked to the parents more, um, that it wasn't about me teaching them. But, they, you know, they had real concerns. Like, I can't get them in the car seat. And I was right. like, at the time, I had two kids and was pregnant with the third. And I was like, that's a big problem if you can't get your kid in the car seat. You know, things that I hadn't thought about um, because I did not have Josiah at the time. So I did not have a child that had a disability. And I really started listening to, I get choked up when I talk about this because um, I'm thinking about my parents, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, talking to the parents and parents, really talking to your teachers some of them might have but might be like me like i didn't know when i was a teacher you know i just didn't know until i talked to them um until i talked to my parents and they're like yeah we can't get in the car seat yeah we can't, can't go, go out. to the game yeah, yeah or or like you were talking like access to be able to get maybe hannah's um um wheelchair and her being able to get to yeah. Is the place accessible? And is then the place accessible. Yeah. And as you were telling that story, it reminded me of the early years with Hannah and she could not stand grocery stores. She could not stand um, the lights, the noise. Um, and so it restaurants really going out. That's <laughs> just like really hard. And so um, keeping it practical and then always helping families realize that yes, the goals have to tie into these standards and, and whatever um, the school district is saying, you know, in our state, you know, it always has to tie to a standard, but within that standard, that is the school thing that they have to tie the goal to. There's a lot of steps in those that are going to be for home and school. Yes. Being able to transition is a school need and a right. home need being yes. able to, um, handle unexpected noises or changes and how do we help the child regulate or express their needs in those situations where they don't feel regulated right. in, um, in a way that works for a school and social setting. Right. So a lot of times, sometimes we'll hear, well, that's not a school goal. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to encourage parents to break down the goal with the, with the team. Yes. And then within that, you can usually find a lot of things that our need for home and school. And then you yes. can find how to write it that yes. makes sense for the school. Right. But like you said, keeping it fun. I'm a speech therapist. I work in home health here in the summer. It's hot. The kids are tired. <laughs> okay. yeah. You have to get creative. Like um, my kids OT yesterday, they made ice cream in a bag, like old school, like shaking mm -hmm. it. So it's all these skills they were working on for small motor. Right. And at the end, they got ice cream. Let me right. tell you, they were excited mm -hmm. and they got to get their therapy in. And so that therapist was doing the same thing. How can right. I make this um, fun, practical, and just keeping the kids engaged? And so when you're at home trying to work on goals and take data, you don't want it to be super structured and make right. the kids feel like they're back at school because they right. want to break. So it's finding 
finding those moments that you can go, oh, we just, that was something cool they did. I'm going to jot that down. Right. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So they, you don't want to be like, yep, it's time. It's time to work on your IEP goals. Right. Let's sit down here and they're like, oh no, it doesn't have to be like that. Just look at your day and be like, oh, we can fit this in here. You know, we can look that, look at that here. Like look at your day and see like where those things can fit in naturally. I guess that's right. what I'm saying. Maybe not pr practical and just naturally where it fits into your day. Because right. Because we I don't need you, anything else as right. parents, as moms, anything else stressing us out, anything else making us feel guilty that we're right. not yet again accomplishing everything we put on our plate. Right. So it's like, we don't want that. We, right. um, our whole goal is really to help you find, just kind of see it differently, maybe have a different right. perspective on it. Yes. And then how to use that information to what I call leverage your IEP meetings and those um, check-ins with your IEP team. Yes, definitely. Yeah. We don't have, we don't want to make it, <laughs> we don't want to make it another task. Right. We got a lot of tasks. Right. A lot of tasks. That's why I been, that's why I haven't been here. Anyhow, it's not about me. The third one is <laughs> taking data over the summer. As we said, we don't want to add another task, but yeah. Know, so we're we gonna make it, we're gonna make it easier though. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I always have my phone on me. Always. And um on the iPhone, you have this cool little thing called notes. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually have an Instagram post about it and I got a lot of interaction on it and questions about it because they're like, tell me more, like, what yeah, do you do? So great. I did, I started uh, a Hannah's uh, IEP goal kind of labeled it. So I could be able to find it later with keywords. Yeah. That's very important when you forget what yeah. you labeled it. So something I could find when I'm searching for it to add to it. And then I just started kind of saying like, um, Hannah was able to say juicy apple. That was totally new for her. So to describe something and she was just laughing at how juicy the apple was, mm -hmm. but she did that. So I just kind of jotted that down. Um, I wanted to remember, you know, we were talking about rafting and I wanted to remember kind of the PT things. I Speaking of getting emotional, I got emotional when we got back from rafting and I thought about all those years of PT and the mm. different things we worked on in physical therapy and how all of those sessions led up to her being able to stand, walk, walk across rocks, oh bring her leg over, you know, right. with assistance and get into the raft. And so I don't have all of her physical therapist contacts anymore, but I did go back and say, to the ones I am um, in contact with on social media and was like, Hey, guess what we did. And I want to thank you for being a part of her journey. And you really were a part of this moment because when Hannah started, um, you know, she started very young, but she never put her legs on the ground. Mm. So one of our first big breakthroughs was getting Hannah to release her legs so that she could push them into the ground. And mm -hmm. Um, I still have that physical therapist contact on social media and I sent it to her. She's like, well, I'm so glad we forced her to okay. <laughs> put her legs down because um, that, that was the first step in being able to stand and walk right. and transfer was actually putting her legs on the ground. And so, you know, just having that encouragement to like that where you are right now with your child mm. is not the end That's destination good. and that everything you're doing is making a difference. So just jotting those down in the notes because life goes by quick and so quick. you might 
think, oh, that was a small thing, but it's really the small things that add up to our kids um, being able to hit a milestone. Yes. And especially for my daughter, it's like a lot of little goals that weren't the actual goal. And then one day it just kind of fills up, oh, we hit the goal, but it wasn't like that. We right. did, you know, years of small steps um, getting into it. Right. Like when you were, go when, the, when it was way back when she was younger, you didn't, you didn't think, well, one day we might river raft. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I was in the thick of it. I was just like trying to, you know, that survival mode. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you and I are so passionate as we understand being in survival mode. Right. And we really want to help families be able to thrive right. and realize that life is hard. Some of this, um, raising our kids, all of our kids, it's, oh, it's hard. And there's definitely things that are, um, unfair and discriminatory that our kids experience um, right. with having a disability. Right. And we're going to talk about, you know, in future um, podcasts about how we deal with that and what right. ways we do that. But really, I want to leave parents with that hope that yes. you can be working on this. And even though you just feel like you're just, um, you know, treading water treading and, water. but you are going to come out and all of a sudden you'll look back and go, wow, those sacrifices we made going to these therapies every week right. really did make a difference for my kid. And that's why you want to make sure that the goals that you're working on make sense for you, your yes. child and your life or the life they envision having, because yes. a lot of our kids have so many goals they could work on. Right. And there's lots of different things we could pick. So how do you pick the right goal? And really that's like, What's going to make the biggest impact at home and school? Right. What does your child's interest, what's going to motivate yes. them to be like involved right. in therapy? And that's something you can sometimes get a sneak peek at in the summer is kind of seeing how your kids change yep. from last summer. And like, mm -hmm. oh, last summer they were totally into that. Oh, this right. summer they're, they're kind of not. You can take that back to the school and be like, here's some some fun things I noticed about my kid this summer. Right. And, so, and sometimes they... <clears throat> sometimes um, just in our um, culture in America, it's super focused on academics, not that academics aren't, um, that's what we go to school for. But sometimes in academics, you can also find your what your kids' strengths are. It doesn't have to be just focused on academics. Um, I guess that's what I want to say. It doesn't have to just be reading, but it could be a particular type of like, it could be anime. Or it could right. be comics or it could be based on SpongeBob or whatever it does. It could be something particular that about reading um, a, a particular genre that they are um, excited about reading, right? It could be math. It could be um, Josiah is excited about. He's always around here. Mommy, what's two plus two? <laughs> He's all about the facts. He's all about <laughs> the addition, you know. And I was like, and I'm about subtraction because mama likes to spin. What's <laughs> what's coming out? What are we doing? What's coming out, yeah. Um, so you know, it's about those things. And um, summer is a great time just to sit back and observe and bringing that data to to the, to the team. And I think parents aren't aware that they are able to bring those things to the team. Right. They're just. Um, you know, just consuming what the team is telling them about their child. And we want to empower them to say, hey, this is what we did over the summer. And how can we make this a part of 
their learning, my child's learning experience for the school year. Yeah, because yeah. that's data. And so we sometimes hear school district lingo, uh, you know, and it's like, okay, but you can bring in the data that your child was able to look at a comic book or be able to do this for five or 10 minutes. So if they're saying they can't sit and do an activity, but you're seeing they can, mm -hmm. maybe the activity isn't interesting to them. Maybe it's not um, utilizing their skills that they're that they're most confident in. And not that everything has to be only things we're most confident in, but how right. can we integrate that more? Because we know if you're building off of a partially mastered goal and you're building off their interests, you're just going to get them engaged and be right. able to hit progress faster. So right. using that notes section of your phone taking pictures, short little video clips. Right. Um, and you can just do an album. I know when we were going through the evaluation process for my youngest son, we, I had like a little folder and I would put like samples of his work notes in there of different things. So that when I came to discussions, I could just pull up that album and you could do the same thing, like yep. um, video clips from the summer and just mm -hmm. have it ready so that you can just share those. And you're not kind of trying, where was that video that right. I told you? <laughs> right. folder. Yep. Right. Digital folder, which we will be talking about to you when we're doing a, doing a prep one, what to bring for, yeah. to prepare for your, prepare for the beginning of the school year. Well, we can talk all day. We, me and Courtney, we can talk about this all day. We hope that you join us for the, we'll be consistent because Courtney's going to keep me on, on track. I'm like squirrel. <laughs> I'm good at that. So yeah, we want to be bringing you guys um, these podcasts, sharing about our real life experiences as well as um, special education tips and just really parenting tips because yeah. Um, all of those things make up our life and have different stressors on us. So right. we're just here to hopefully bring a little laughter, um, bring some perspective and some tips that you can take back and use in your life um, just to make it easier on you. Where can they find you though, Courtney? Because I think they know where to find me. Where can <laughs> I they am uh, Courtney Burnett Advocate on Facebook and Instagram. So they can find me there. And then CourtneyBurnett.com is, is my website. So just my name. They can just find me by my name. Okay. They can find you by your name. And uh, what, what, a, tell them about IEP in a, IEP in a day. Yeah. So I do have, that's a, another account that I'm building up is the IEP in a day. And it's a one-on-one -on -one coaching service for families where you can upload your child's IEP and evaluation to me, I review it, come together, and we're going to make a customized, um, called it like a playbook. Uh, you're going to get your own spiral notebook with your notes, tips, and action steps to bring to your next IEP meeting. So it's really a coaching service around being proactive, helping families prepare for their IEP meeting so they don't feel that stress, that pit in the stomach. Rather, I want them to feel confident that they understand their child's IEP, they know what they're asking for and how to have those collaborative conversations to get results that don't have to have a lot of conflict. And so I'm just basically teaching them my top strategies I've used as a mom and a special education advocate to get my clients, you know, we call them wins, but it's a win for the kid. Everybody right. wants their kid learning and growing and making progress. That should be a, um, 
it's not us versus them. That should be everybody on the team wants the, the kid making progress. Right. And so this coaching model was about simplifying it. Parents could come together with me for an hour or two, leave with their to-do list done. So the whole point of it is we're kind of live like this and we are working through Zoom and we're just checking things off their list. So when they leave their coaching session, they already have their next steps and letters written, how to ask for that. We're doing that together. And I think the best part is they get 30 days of what's called Boxer Support. It's an app where you can just basically message me anytime it's convenient for you. And then I'll get back to you. And I'm basically in your back pocket coaching you for 30 days because it's kind of, sometimes kind of scary to take that advocacy step. So um, that's what I help them do. Well, and just so you guys know that even though I'm an IEP coach and I do this and my husband's in special education, I get stressed out about my own son's IEP and another um, person comes out sometimes and Courtney helps me and I also have an IEP coach and it was Courtney. <laughs> so, you know, I take off my IEP coach hat and I put on my mama hat for, um, for my babe. And, um, yeah, and I, and I hired Courtney to, to help me so I could just be a mama and, um, <laughs> and yeah, Courtney. Yep. So, and I hired one for me go. too, because when you're a mom, all, yep. sometimes all your, your training, it's just like you ultimately that, that heart, that emotion, that right. personal feeling, um, comes over you because it's yeah. your kid. And so I think it's smart for everybody to have someone helping them and you don't have to be in high conflict right. to want that or need that. Um, because why wouldn't you want your experience to be low stress, high right. results? Um, yeah. I think everybody definitely yeah. wants that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be a, a problem with it. Right. It's a very problem. Just wanted to, I like what you said, low stress. Yeah. Low stress. <laughs> so. For sure. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up because we also want to keep them short because, like we said, we have a lot of kids. We know you guys have kids. We want to get you back to parenting, give you a little bite size. So for your IP summer tips, we want you to find a focus, uh, make it practical or in your natural um, summer schedule, and to take data, use, use your phone notes on there, and so you have something to bring back to the team. And also we'll have the show notes so you can find everything um, that we talked about here and you can print it up and, you know, find Courtney on Instagram, follow her. And if you're not following me, then follow me too, please. <laughs> and hope that you guys have a great rest of the summer. And um, what do you do on this? Follow the podcast? I don't know. Yeah, download. Oh, I think you follow it. Subscribe. That's right. It's like That's YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe so you know when right. we're getting on and you get alerted. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good rest of the day. <laughs>